apostrophe. I-T-W-I-T. H-T-A-N-N-Y. And J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Yeah. Revolution and podcast. Dewey just laid his head down the moment Eli Braden sung that. Yep. Thank you, Eli Braden. Always. Thank you for that wonderful song. I believe our guest. You. Am I, I wrong Eli. that Eli did a stint yeah. on, on your program? He wrote on Jimmy Kimmel Live. For yeah. Like a year. Or so. I think I seem to remember yeah, and that. He, he's great. He, he's great. He. Uh, a lot of stern appearances. Yes. Yeah. A lot of stern appearances. A lot of Robin songs. Lot Robin's of titty songs. <laughs> Dirty songs. And, um, kind of hilarious. And, and as we talked about, which I thought was the first time last week, but apparently was the second time. Yeah. He's doing the, the third time now. Joel McHale's show. Yeah. Well, he does the closing song. The closing song. Joel McHale with Joel McHale. Would you like to introduce our guest? You always make me do it. Okay. A friend of ours for many years, or we'll go over that later, works on the Jimmy Kimmel Show, has an association with Jimmy Kimmel, also in that they made two human beings together. We had sex twice. They had sex twice. Let's introduce a funny, competent... This is why I always Yeah, because anytime I do that, yeah, I feel like... No, um, what's going on? Oh, so can we still go? Sure. Just so you know, Jenny's microphone conked out. Sadly, mine did not. Thank you, Jewish Jesus. But I'd love to welcome to our podcast the very talented and wonderful Molly McNerney. Oh, listen to the crowd going. Wow. They're going nuts. Wow. Wow. Even the Trump supporters are really cheering. <laughs> oh, my God. Dewey, uh, calm you. down. Thank you, Molly, right, for coming you. all this way. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. I drove like over a mile and a half to get here. Oh, you did? Yeah. That was a lot. So should I now expect just drop-ins? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have your address now. Oh. I, I don't know. This is probably... Oh, this is the worst. Yeah. Oh, I'm still recording. We're just trying to fix... We have a technical issue. Just so you know, Guy fucked up um, <laughs> and, and ruined that, but not as bad as I fucked up. I'll tell the story one more time. We had one of the Dixie Chicks... One of my dear friends, <laughs> Natalie Mays, came on. Her. Yes. Also a Howard Stern fan. Big. Oh, oh super fan. Uh, super oh, yeah. fan, if you will. Crazy fan. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a good friend of mine. She agrees to come here to do the podcast. We were, you know, we'd like to do this for like an hour. I, I bet we were 45 minutes in. And and if you, by the way, if you have to take a pee break or something, just look, stop. Not a big deal. Danny and his enlarged prostate apparently looks yeah. at me and goes, to the bathroom. We stop, and he stands up, and all you heard was a big crack, like in a, an equipment crack. There was something right here. Lost the whole. No. Yeah. The whole we, thing. We lost the entire podcast. We did 15 minutes afterwards. That was useless. Oh useless. Yeah. Oh, and she got really into like the oh, statement about no. Bush and politics, oh, and really? oh, she. It was like the best 45 minutes of all time. Oh, and I was just like, thank God it wasn't me. No, it was, it was the <laughs> worst. never let me and hear the end really of it. really <laughs> opened up, and it was, oh, yeah, it got super emotional. Yeah, it was not okay. my finest. I hope that pee was worth it. <laughs> it I'm really just, all, I, all I really cared about was that he did it, because Natalie were, seriously would never let me hear the end of it. She would right. she would text me every day and go like, wow, remember that time that you <laughs> broke the end? It's nice that she's not doing that to me. Yeah. She didn't give you her number, though. She didn't give me her number. I know, I said... It's nice that she's not doing that to me. I said she would text me. She couldn't do that to you. Okay, great. Because you have Natalie Maines' number. <laughs> That's fantastic. Whose number do you have? Oh. oh. I bet you have good ones. I, I bet do. you do. Uh, I have Rico Rodriguez's number. Oh, God. Yep. Oh. oh, boy. Yep. Anytime I want to call Rico. Amazing. And you know what else? I don't have his number. <laughs> So you're a liar. I was lying. You're I have gone to basketball games with him and his sister. I know. I because know. they're fellow Texans. That is, we almost got through five minutes of the podcast without you mentioning you're from Texas. Is that <laughs> I a new usually record? like to open up with it. <laughs> it's usually a yeehaw and then something anti-Semitic. <laughs> and then I say that. <laughs> I usually say the anti-Semitic thing first. Yes, yeah. that's true. Like, but then you go into, I know Chris Christie's brother. And then we have to talk about that for fucking an hour. Perfect. Yes, I do. We'll do that later. 
Well, first of all, very happy birthday to Billy Kimmel. Thank yes. you. I oh, saw. by the way, finish introducing her. You didn't say her name. I did. I said yeah. Molly McNerney, and they all cheered while you were. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I got remember. a huge applause. No, huge. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay, I got. Oh my got, god, that, that girl got, still has her tits out in the audience. There, guy still. At, <laughs> I'll sign those later. Yeah. The, by the broken cord, guy ruined everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So but uh, classic yeah, guy. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. One year. Yeah. I can't believe it. Hasn't been an eventful year for you at all, though. No, not at no, all. I mean, I know. Been everything peaceful. sort of went, everything sort of went smoothly from hospitals. Yeah, yeah. are y'all going to keep him? Yeah, I think. Well, I think. Yeah, we've given it a good, a good year test yeah. run. I think you have like a a window. Yeah, it's like a wedding. I think it's, it's like a, a window. Year. Like you could still leave him at a fire station. Yeah, oh, without for penalty. Sure. Yeah, I could. I could sell him though. I could make a lot of money. Oh, for a white baby. Yeah. Oh, God, a I Christian did. white baby. Oh, yeah. Holy also, shit! Yeah. There it is. But <laughs> <laughs> you can make so much money off of that. Right. So much. He's also cute. just letting you know. I, I I know a guy. I just want to say Perfect. I have a guy. I have a Thank guy. You. Just so if you ever, yeah, you know, I actually and Jane, mm-hmm. I, I could still find some. Are you still selling her baby? <laughs> no, I'm selling her toddler now. Oh. <laughs> We're on to the toddler. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's Is a she year. still a toddler, though, by the way? She, yeah, she's three and a half. When do you stop When do they toddler? stop toddling? I don't even know. I don't know. Do you know? You have three years. I think, years? Supposed to I think know you toddle. Don't you toddle to like six, maybe? Maybe. Probably. Some college people, people are still toddling. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw some videos on YouTube where people are college. My, yeah. well, the slower of my twins, I think, is still toddling. Your least favorite slower. <laughs> Your least favorite one. Yeah, my least favorite one. Yeah, but he's cute. I actually don't find all babies cute. Yeah, no, I, they're know I know people do. No, yeah, I, I know, but I think people lie. But I look back and I look at pictures of like my daughter Jane, the first week she was alive, and I thought, wow, she was really ugly. But I thought she was great, and now I think she's adorable. But yeah. I look back and woof, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. She, she had like her ugly phase. Yeah, yeah. She I mean, got it out of the way. Of, she'll have well, at least six more of those. My she's uh, like her mother. My my mom who Molly and you've both met. Yes. love. Hi, Corky. Yeah, love she. Her. Tells a story about when my sister, who's two years older than me, was born. She said, "I just I cried and cried. She was she, she was so ugly. She was so ugly, and I just <laughs> sobbed. And she was all blotchy in the face. And your dad was like, "No, she's beautiful." I'm like, "No, she is not. Look at her face." And then a nurse goes, "Well, if whatever's wrong with her, you know, they can fix it later." And she said that calmed me down. So, oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow. So like, in a lot of ways, gosh. you and Jenny's mother went through a similar thing Very. with your child. I yes. mean, he yes. had a blotchy face. Yeah. Yeah, Mine had a hole in his heart. A hole in his heart. <laughs> yeah. Same but, thing. But you know what my mom would have said? The hole, you can't see the hole in the heart. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, the true. face is what you look at first, that's not the hole in the heart. For the people who were, I know you've talked a lot about this, and uh, I, I have to say, because Jenny and I were talking sort of amongst ourselves but that was such an, from watching it from the outside that mm-hmm. way, because I'll never forget that day he was born and, and, you know, Jimmy very competent, very nice. He sent out an email to all the friends. This and is when Danny wants you to know that Jimmy emailed him yeah, when our child was born. I don't have Jimmy's email. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, yeah. It's, un, yeah. Like, it's unlisted. And then you try to like, you know, reply and it's like, like yeah. but it's, it's like, like a blocked it email. It's a one-sided relationship. You do like baby's fine, all this. And then it was like, weirdly, yep. there was another email like, and it was like three hours later, three hours later. It's yeah. like, what is this? And maybe you're sending it. Well, it's so funny because when Billy was born, he, he was very, it was very easy delivery. I pushed him out. And then Jimmy immediately like has within five minutes is on his laptop. I was like, Hey, what do you, let's live in the moment. Billy was just born. He's like, I got to get the email out. Like to everyone, yeah. including you yeah, the announcing the birth. Like he thought like you had to do it within a minute. I was like, the people can wait. Right. And then I wish I had stopped him because then three hours later I had to say, okay, now you have to email them all again I know. because three hours after I had him, Went into the recovery room. Things seemed to be fine. I was just most excited about getting a waffle and yeah. eating. Because what they don't tell you, like in labor, you don't get to eat. So it had been 24 hours and I had I was starving. Yeah. Pushed him out. Everything was good. Jane, our daughter, came, met him. A whole family was there. Jimmy is has a constant entourage of Italian yeah. family. They're all there. My family's there. And then three hours later, we're in the recovery room. And he was bluish. We didn't notice this. Mm-hmm. The, thank God the nurse did. Yeah. And she starts asking me all these questions and crazy questions. Like the really weird, like, did he kick more than Jane when he was in you? And all these very specific questions that I thought were strange. But I'm not a worrier. I didn't. I, don't yeah. know, like, I just answered the questions, waited for my waffle. Waffle came. And then she said, I'm going to take him out. I think he's got a little bit of a heart murmur. 
I have a hurt murmur. My daughter does. No big deal. Yeah. Took him out, and then ten minutes passed. Jimmy went twenty minutes, thirty minutes, forty minutes. Now he started to get nervous. Yeah. And then next time I saw him, he was up in the NICU, connected with every possible tube and machine to keep him alive. And they said he has a hole in his heart. And then it was just like a series of medical jargon. And I can I I remember the doctor saying. Before I describe his condition to you, I want you to know there are Olympic athletes with the same condition. And my first thought was, which kind of athlete? Like, like are you no. talking, I was like, is it track and field or is a it curler? Define Olympic athlete. Like, well, which one Bob is Sledding. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it one of the bad ones? Yeah. And um, and then. And then we learned he had to have open heart surgery when he was three days old. And then he had another one when he was like four months old. He'll have one, his final one, when he's between six and eight years old. Oh, my gosh. But it was brutal. That week, how do you like, I mean, how do you, what are you doing, what are you drawing on to keep it together? I, Because I, I, I've had my, I had a daughter who was hospitalized with, we didn't know what it was, and it turned out to be a bone infection, and it got worse every day. Oh. And she was like, and 50, so we were in the hospital for 10 days, seven of which this condition was getting worse, and we didn't know what it was. And I just... It, there's no hell like it. No. There's no hell. There isn't. Because you feel completely out of control. Yeah. And you would replace yourself with your child in a heartbeat. In a second. You just put it on me. Let me feel the pain. Let me go through it. Yeah. And you can't. That's not an option. But I don't... I I think... Well, I also just had a baby. So I was also like physically... Yeah. Kind of and your hormones up. must have been going off the hormones fucking charts. Insane. I was crying. I was listening to Adele. It was bad oh, time. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and... Were you um, writing poetry too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was writing some haikus. I, I was, yeah, I was in a bad place, but I, I actually stayed very oddly even. Jimmy definitely was. He's more of a worrier. I'm not, uh-huh. and maybe I'm just naive because I just feel like as soon as, as soon as the experts tell me he's going to be okay, I completely believe them. You latch onto that. Yeah, I was like, you're Great. not a worrier. That's going to be fine. I, I really, nice. honestly, never worried. I never thought like. Oh, they're, they don't know what they're talking about or they're going to mess it up. Like, I just assume when they tell me we're going to fix it, he's going to be okay. That, that That's the truth. Now, if Jimmy weren't worried, do you think then you'd worry? Interesting. Because yeah. I, I find I trade off. I bet you're right. And it's like in those moments. So mm-hmm. like, okay, you're sucking up all the energy of worrying. Yeah. I'll be totally calm now. Yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. No, I bet you're right. Jimmy's like quietly worried. Like he's not an outward worrier, but I can just tell he gets super quiet and yeah. I can tell he's probably got nervous diarrhea. Warriors <laughs> <laughs> uh, do. Save it for the newlywed game. <laughs> <laughs> he's a quiet worrier with di- nervous diarrhea comes with worrying. It does. It sure does. Hand in hand. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Well, like, well, you text me. Yeah. You know, I mean, right after like, she was actually, you were in the delivery room. So yeah. Right. When you text me yeah. before Jimmy had even. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Email right. For out. sure. Yeah. And right. I was like, yeah. I'm waiting. No, Molly's texting. It was great. Yeah. I was you can't believe how hard she was squeezing my hand during the whole birth though. And I always thought <laughs> like, was. no, I, she, she, Molly's like, am I hurting you? I, like, I, I didn't worry about the baby. I'm right here. I know because when I was delivering him, I was like, stop squeezing baby's hand. So <laughs> hard. Billy's so going to be, I've got him. I've got him. You know, I cut the cord and everything. It was so great. You guys, I mean, you don't want to be associated with his birth. It was a total fuck up. Yeah. You know? Well, probably better. But that's actually true. It's kind of. I was there for Jane. I know, but that's. <laughs> but total fuck up would be like pretty par for the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why Billy has a hole in his heart. Yeah, know? it's These like well, people. he probably was like, ugh, <laughs> get that rest of piece of my heart out. We ruined it. We did. We ruined it. <laughs> we ruined it. So, do you think you'd ever marry anyone famous? <laughs> no. No, I mean, I thought I'd be the famous one. You are. That's yeah. why you're on our yeah. podcast. No, I honestly never thought I would um, marry a famous person. I didn't think I'd live in L.A. for more than a year or two. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, then yeah. lived in Chicago. Came out here for a job and a boyfriend at the time. Really? Left yeah. the boyfriend, also left the job, then what? started working. Oh, by the way, that was a joke. I was saying, do you ever think you will ever marry anyone famous? <gasps> oh! I thought you said, did you ever think you'd marry someone famous? I, kinda, no, I was trying to be a dick. Like, I kinda, oh, that's funny. I knew she was being a dick. I'm sorry. I knew, no, but I knew. Fuck, I, I messed up no, your no, joke. No, it's okay because you I actually. I was all earnest in my answer. No, you actually had an interesting answer. So, <laughs> you like, had an interesting it, answer, but it's, it's, I was like, it, did I you ever think you'd ever marry anyone famous? Danny I was like, Danny, just, <laughs> I was like I'm to tell you like halfway through she's being a dick, but then you're. You're in for, you started to say something interesting. I was like, this is, this is good. Wow. How about that? Oh, oh God. God. Suck it, Oprah. Totally I am a good you. interviewer. I'm sorry. 
Oh, Oprah can eat my ass. I'm a good yeah. interviewer. No, you really are. Do you remember how we just started learning to talk and ask questions to our guests? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we didn't do that for probably the first five, No, because Lawrence Yvonne, when we had her on, just sat here and said, you guys are without a doubt the worst interviewers. No. No, and she was totally right. <laughs> we'll go back and listen. I'm like, we asked her maybe one question. <laughs> and oh, we that's just talking. Just talking. At, yes. at, at one point she said, should I just go? <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> So we tried to be better. We're trying. We're, We're trying working. to be better. You're what was the on... job you came out here from St. Yes. Louis and Chicago? I came out here for, I was working for Artist Direct Records, a part of Interscope. I was doing ad sales for oh basically God. a music website that was like competing with like MTV.com. How old were you when you did that? I was 24. Wh- okay, so where? after college. What college did you go to? University of Kansas. So Jayhawk. F- so was this your first like out of college job? Yeah, yeah. I did it in Chicago, and then mm-hmm. they moved me out to LA. So you did sales, yeah, for how long? For too long, uh, about four years. Wow. Okay, now my first job out of college I got was in radio sales. Really? Yeah, and I did it because I I didn't have to get an internship uh-huh. to get my broadcast journalism degree, but. I needed to get a foot in the door. I didn't have like a grandpa that played golf with an anchor or something right. like that. So yeah. I moved to Austin after I graduated and I'm like, oh, well, I got a job as like an ad exec, but I was promised like, you know, you, you had like 2,500 a month for like six months and then your straight commission. I was like, okay, but I got an internship at the local Fox station mm-hmm. in Austin. I'm like, okay, if I can, after this internship, get it I would that was I was banking on that I would get a yeah. job post the internship I did sales I don't know <laughs> you did for four years I was the worst I hated it I took no for an answer immediately and then apologize I apologize to everyone for bothering them and taking yeah. their time <laughs> like oh yeah I'm so sorry Were you I the- basically would just like take the you know you get a company card to like take people to dinner and take people to concerts I just did that and then they, and then afterwards, they, oh yeah. So by the way, you know, if you want to buy ads, great. But if not, no big deal. I'm like, yeah, we don't want to. But thanks for the dinner and the yeah, concert. But, like, okay, cool. But, but Hootie was great. Yeah, Hootie was. Great. <laughs> I did once take a grown man in Chicago. He asked me, he's like, I really would love to get a couple tickets to Britney Spears. Okay, so I man. got him tickets. I thought they're for his daughter. Just him and his pleated khakis. Him, he and I went. He said, I'd like for you to come with me. And then he kept grabbing my arm and squealing every time she would come on stage. And I thought, this is my low point. Wow. I need to go and what home. was the business? Do you recall that he was Oh, in? God. He ran like a big ad agency in Chicago, like Leo Burnett. He was one of the Leo Burnett guys. And okay. I don't remember what his client was, but I just wanted his money. And and he just wanted to squeal at Britney. he just wanted to squeal at Britney Spears. Now, did you, were you ever in this, I'm just, all I know about any of this is from Mad Men. Um, so, but were you ever like asked to get hookers or where's a party or blow? No. So none of that. No, unfortunately, none of that exciting stuff for me. I, I, I was, I was asked to get like concert tickets and I'd take people to get manicures in the day. (laughs) That's what I would do. Wow. No, I know. Super doll. I, yeah, I, I joined advertising way too late. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. As did I. I didn't, I I had nothing. I could never do that. So what led from that? Mm Mm-hmm. To what's the first writing or comedy job? Because um, you were doing improv, right? I was, yeah. In Chicago, I did Second City. And you did that with oh, Eric Stone Street, am I wrong? I love Eric Stone Street. Yeah, at, at I.O. West out here in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's such a good improviser. Yeah, I did it at, in Chicago, Second City, and then I started doing it out here, Improv Olympic. Oh. And then I had not never written professionally or anything. Uh-huh. I, I got a job offer at Jimmy Kimmel Live. I had never seen it. I had no idea who Jimmy was to be the assistant to the executive producer. So it was like a very, you know, entry-level job. Uh-huh. I hated sales so much that I took this job that I made a quarter of what I was making and wow. worked 10 times the hours. I mean, sales, I worked like two hours a day. Right. And this was a job I was living down Hermosa Beach. I was driving up to Hollywood. That's when Jimmy Kimmel Live was actually shot live. So it would oh. shoot at 9 p.m. to air at midnight on the East Coast. This. Yeah. It would shoot from 9 to 10, and then I would drive back down. To, I'd get home at 11 o'clock every night and have to be back up, back up at 9 a.m. It was a terrible job, but I got in the door. I liked being there. I watched the writers, and I thought, that's what I want to do. Right. I worked as an assistant for about a year, and then I met with the head writer, Steve O'Donnell, at the time, and I said, oh. if you ever have an opening, please let me know. He was the sweetest guy. He offered me a writer's assistant job a year after that. I was a writer's assistant. Then 
Jimmy said to the three writers assistants, you guys can pitch one idea a day if you want. And so I, I waited a while before I did it. About Smart. four months in, I had a great pitch, which was a terrible pitch. Yes. It was based on a product that someone had just released that you could talk to your dog on the collar. Like you could be at your desk and call your dog at home. And I just did this whole dumb script about what Brit, uh, what Paris Hilton would say to her dog. It was yeah. so bad. It tanked at the table. I felt really dumb. And one of the guys came up to me after and said, who told you you could pitch? And I said, well, Jimmy said I could. And I got really beat red and I didn't pitch again for three months. But then I kept pitching every day and I got stuff on the show every day for like a year straight. And then I got promoted to writer and then head writer. That's great. I mean, how long have you been there now? I've been there almost 15 years. That's crazy. It is is crazy. Yeah. Like I'm in currently like I just did nine years. This is the longest I've ever like up until this point. And I'm not a young man. Mm -hmm. I'm 54 and I've been working since I was 24. I, I have never worked anywhere more than two years until Modern Family. Yeah. So it's really... It's I, crazy when you think about other parts of your life. I'm like, oh, at this point, I would have already gone through grade school and high school. No, exactly. At this place. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how I always think I, about I, it. I feel this... I was doing exactly the same math. Yeah. And we have a similar origin story because I got that... I was not... It was on a... T- um, again, older... I yeah. was an assistant on the Arsenio Hall show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, and I, so like, I've told that story, but he, after, thir- like, it became this huge hit overnight, yeah. and after 13 weeks, I, do you still do the 13-week contract? There? Yeah. No, not me, but no, yeah. No, I mean for the new writers. Yes, yeah, new writers it's, are 13 weeks at a time. I still can't believe that contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it from a managerial standpoint. I would right. love that. Yeah. But it's terrifying, and we had that the entire time we were at Arsenio. Like, it, we never got out of that. But after the first 13 weeks, he got rid of half the writers, mm-hmm. and I just remember going to one of the like I turned in jokes and like that very first week like I I got a joke on on Monday two on Tuesday and on Thursday Arsenio picked mostly my jokes yeah and then I got hired on Friday so it was like I didn't have to do like I got much luckier in that I didn't have to like do that whole yeah but that's year. well I think it's pretty telling for your joke writing which I have seen obviously on your show but I you also sent Jimmy some jokes for the Oscars and you're a very good joke yeah. writer I would well, hire you th- th- oh thanks <laughs> Those jokes, I was talking, we, Jack Burdett, who, do you know Jack? Yeah, yeah so, I love him. Yeah, he's great. So Jack and I were like pitching out jokes for the Oscars for Jimmy. So we get the packet of jokes in and then at various points that day, like I was on stage and I think Jack was in the writer's room and then we crossed over at lunch having gotten the packet of jokes that you guys had mm-hmm. and we both looked at each other and we just, I looked at him and he looked at me and we shrugged because they were so good. Like a lot of times when you're doing this, you're yeah. thinking like, oh, cool. I can't wait to top these jokes. Right, right. The jokes were so goddamn good. Well, that's yeah, nice. it was really, it was really. We had fun. worked a long time on them, so they better be. They better be. <laughs> well, no, do y'all both come from people like where your parents worked for a really long time in one job? Yes. yes. Like how long did? Yeah, forever. For I mean, my mom was a real estate agent for like most of my life. Yeah. I, I don't Yeah, forever. Yeah. They didn't really change jobs. And, and well, my, I mean, my dad worked for forever. It was like, you yeah. know, he worked. Same. And so like to, to, I remember like going into when, like when I was doing like my first job in TV and I got mm-hmm. hired and I was like, I mean, I started off operating the studio camera and like Windexing the anchor desk. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, I know what I want to do. I want to produce. So I just had to start like weaseling my way in. But I did that, and then after like four years, I'm like, oh, I got offered a job at a bigger market, and yeah. feeling like really upset about having to leave. Yeah, because I came from a family that's like you're you're not you stay at that job and you just yeah. ride it out like mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Did that ever make you feel like kind of weird, like leaving something to go to something else when you only yeah. knew that? I think that's probably why I'm still there. You know, but even like leaving your sales job, was that like hard for you to do? No, that felt great. Well, it it was hard because I felt like, oh, they've given me so much and I have to give back. And then you realize like they have actually given you very little, but you feel like just because they've paid you and offered you lunch a few times. You You accepted it. Right. You accepted the job. You're like, yeah, I'm supposed to just ride this thing out like Zorro until like I die. Right. Yeah. Yeah, They're making like a ton of money off of your work, like by comparison. But you have this very. No, you're. um, Did you feel because you. For you having to go from like so... I was... No, for me, it was kind of the opposite. It it, it speaks more to my relationship with my father than anything else. But I want my dad... Oh, the guy that shook your hand goodnight? Yeah, my dad shook (laughs) shook hands with me goodnight. Like, it took a long... Like, I was so bummed out that I had a son originally because I had these twin girls. I really would love it if you just 
your mic broke. I was so bummed out that I had a son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because I was like, what am I going to, like, I have no idea how to be physically, and I grew up in it like this town full of, a, like, half Italian, yeah. and I'd watch, like, my male friends with their dads, and it was all, like, two kisses on the cheek, and it was this. So many and, kisses. And I, and I was, and I was, it made me so, like, I, it really, I felt violated yeah. going into that house. I'm the only person in my family who can get a massage. Because oh, I am too. None of them. don't like being touched. No. But it took me a long time before I could get yeah. it. Like I had to, I had to work through. <laughs> yeah. I am, I, I'm getting massaged right now. Oh, yeah, I it am, is. Oh, I love getting it massaged. It is, it yeah. is, it is. Like could it? you just adjust your towel? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's very, it's oh, really, sorry, it's disconcerting. But nice grooming. But did you the, also, um, by the way. <laughs> but did you always like getting massaged in the yes. most moment? Yes. So your parents hugged you. Yeah, my parents definitely hugged me, but oh, not same. too much like the Italians, because my husband is Italian, yeah. and they are all kissers, like on the oh, face, no. like both sides, wet kisses. It's too much for me. My so mom will occasionally a, kiss air. Like, yeah, oh, her really? face to the side of mine, like, and then she was not a hugger. Like, we were not. Yeah, a super no. affectionate. No, my, I was, but no one else. Like I my felt sister. like a lot of ways, like I, the movie Ordinary People. <laughs> if they were ethnically Jewish, right. that was my. That was like, no, I don't have to be in the picture with Mary Tyler Moore. It's like it was very much. I felt like Timothy. So sad, but. I watched my dad get really successful at a job he didn't love, but my dad put his own business and all that, and I just like, I, I mean, he really he made a fortune at this stuff. And was miserable. What and was he doing? It was. It was. He had a. He sold the, the. Yeah. He sold the machines that make um, circuit boards. Hmm. Um, so the way you make a circuit board is sort of the way you silk screen a T-shirt. And he, but they're these big machines, and it was right at the beginning of the computer boom. Hmm. He started it when he got back. My dad was a fighter pilot, and then was got recalled to Vietnam when I was four. Came back when I was five. Started this business in the back of a bicycle shop in Whitney, New Jersey, and then it was international for a while. But he was his partner was also in the mafia. Turned out, and then they dissolved it. So he only instead of dying like super rich, he only died nearly rich and but, miserable and miserable. Perfect. Yeah. So I was like, I was sort of like, but he had a good handshake. He had a great handshake, very yeah, firm. That's well, that's most important. But I wanted to do different things. I, I I liked it. I mean, it's 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 always terrifying wrapping a job and thinking like, oh, that could be the last job. Right. And you think that for a very long time mm -hmm. going in your career. And then I guess probably by the end of your career, you're thinking it again. Yeah. And so the best thing is like not having to look for a job in the spring and actually enjoying it as a vacation. Mm -hmm. That's. But do you, this is for both of you. Like, so because you've for 15 years, mm -hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, nine. you're nine. So do you feel like now because you've had such a long run, are you like, you're relaxed about it? You're not worried about the next job or do you, and Molly, do you feel like, okay, should I do something else? Yes. I definitely feel that way. I feel like I should do something else, but I am so afraid to leave. I love my job and I love the people I work with. Yeah. Also now it's different because the host is my husband. Right. Yeah. So it definitely feels like a family that I would be abandoning. But yeah. does that, does that uh, present a problem to you? Like you're, Okay, your husband's a host. You're the head writer. I mean, clearly there's going to be job clash. Yeah. Where you pitch a joke or you have something oh, and he says no. Yeah. But you know what? I was with, I was doing that job for, I don't know, six years before I ever even started dating him. So uh -huh. I'm my relationship started with him very much like being rejected every day. So right. I was used to it. Like, as you know, as a writer, like you're just being rejected all day long. Right. And so, it's a job. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so used to it. I don't really take it personally at all because right. I know that's the job and it's his show and it's, he gets to make the decisions, but there are a few times where I'll be at home and I'll just say in every breath, like, you know, that was a really good pitch or that was a really good joke. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll just kind of stick it to him. But I, you know, but like really, when you're, when you're at home, do you ever go like, like you tell him what to do and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. fucking do it. And you didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you ever say that? Like, I like FYI, I'm, yeah. I'm the boss now, bitch. <laughs> But like, had, do, you, do you love, do you take secret, like, or not even secret, open love to burning him when y'all are at home or you yeah. have to tell him to do something or he's doing something wrong and you correct him? Yeah, I like, I like to do that a little bit for sure because <laughs> I get it a lots, lot of work. Lots of bits. Yeah. <laughs> no, no bits. We don't do bits at work, at home, really. We're not bit people. That would be exhausting. <laughs> oh, too. yeah. Imagine. Like, I don't, I always wonder with this with my, because I know a couple married writing teams. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just know, I, I know, I, I know how on you have to be at work. Yeah. And like, I, like, I come home 
I'm so miserable. Right. And exhausted. <laughs> all I ever want to see, and like to me, it would be the funniest sketch of all time, is like two actors that are married and then they role play. Oh. And sex, like how, like it's like cut. No, yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't buying you as a nurse. Like I really wasn't feeling what you were talking about. Like just imagine, like two, like yeah. over. Could you be a nurse? Well, what kind of nurse? What, what kind of nurse? School? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I then I don't know her. Yes. Yeah, so what am I? Story. Like what's happening? It's like Doctors Without Borders. Like what are we talking about? Like where are we at? I need to get into Forget character. It. <laughs> yeah. No. I. It's it's interesting when I've like I've I've hired once a married writing team, and. I always, a lot of times in teams, and there are exceptions to this rule, and we have one actually on our show, but in a writing team, a lot of the time, I describe a writing team as it's one great writer who doesn't think he can do it alone. He or she can do it alone. Completely. And 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 because you'll and you'll you'll lean to that. Yep. And but writing teams, I mean, like writing alone, is like I write, you know. Pilots that go nowhere, which is great. I mean, yeah. they, everyone People, does. But, does. But, I mean, you, I make a nice living writing failed pilots. It's totally yeah. fine. But I wrote with two writing partners yeah. uh, last year, and I, it was so much fun because they came over here that each one lived like two, three minutes from me. Mm-hmm. We sat here, wrote, had the best time, and now I'm writing like two Alone. solo. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. No, I'm like, I might sweat pant. Like, now I'm all isolated. I'm like, well, I get to go to the gym at three and be around people. Yeah. Like, it's you, scary it, and It's lonely. isolating. And I, I get that, like, even for screenwriting and for pilot writing, but it's, it's I'm more talking about sort of that dynamic in a but, writer's but, room. But having, like, a, yeah, to bounce so, shit off of people, but like, I think, but, must be. But if you're in, like, a whole writer's room and one of the entities is a married couple and one, you, one of the one of the writers in that married couple is a person you want to listen to and the other person in that married couple is the not it's good person the, the wife and and actually in this case was exactly the opposite and i was but it's it was very difficult because you're also cognizant of like i don't want to dismiss like right. you're, am I getting into a family dynamic? Yeah. If I like her pitch and not his. Yeah. And it was it was just it was a very interesting thing. Yeah. Well, thankfully with Jimmy and I, like there is zero bias or special treatment, and yeah. sometimes I could use a little, but I get, I literally get none. <laughs> but I think is good because I I have very thick skin. Yeah. He rejects yeah. me all the time. But I also completely stand up to him a lot. I'll yeah. challenge him on stuff. But I would do that. I was doing that long that before I was. Right. Yeah, I would do that with anyone. And then I also still have the dynamic with the guys in the room where we can like you know shit on Jimmy when he's not in the room. And yeah, it's so fine. no one holds back. Yeah, no. How many writers? Are... There are fourteen writers. Jimmy's the fourteenth. So oh, yeah, so there are thirteen writers. Thirteen in the room. Yeah, <laughs> and then Jimmy's in the building next door, so we don't really see him either, which is also so there are thirteen writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, Jimmy's does nothing. Damn it, Jimmy. Good God. Does he even show up most of the time? No, he shows up at like four. You know why? This is why it's not Jimmy Come Alive. It's a computer simulation. I can pretend to sell it as one. (laughs) Saturday night, kind of He's annoyingly involved, actually. Like, every freaking word, script, everything goes through him, gets punched up. Every like graphic on the TV, every what the people are wearing and bits, like he is so involved. I wish he'd be a little less involved. He'd probably enjoy his life a little more. I know, but I have to say, like especially in late night or like that one personality driven type show, the best ones, right? They are. They're they're involved. They're yeah. they're they're just they, yeah. They, you can they, sense that it's them. You, I don't know. Did you? We were just talking about this. Did you see the Gary Shandling? Yes. Documentary. Yes. Yeah. So great. It, it was so good. We were talk, right before you got here. I was like, God, it made me as like a writer comedian i'm like i need to start i need to step my game up like what he was doing yeah. and, and every you know I compl- when i let when i went i went to his um memorial service yeah. and i came home and just like i need to journal more like i was like i, I need to write shit down how i'm yeah. feeling even not just like jokes but just how i'm feeling and like i need to be reading more things that are not related to work yeah. like just you want to like get more... out of your comfort zone yeah like, he was like so balanced in I so know. many ways and he yeah. was like i i always will like in my notes feature on my I, I just start like if i have a thought like it doesn't matter in the middle of the night i just i i put everything and then of course i go through i'm like look like a serial killer like yeah. what the fuck are you running but it's there's something that's really i just want to do i want to pay jimmy a compliment because he really is a fucking super nice funny guy yeah he every is. time i've been around him you've married a good one he's a I, nice I mean, guy. I, he's I, a really nice dude. I, I think he's yeah. nice he doesn't, he, he doesn't make me laugh but i i i do <laughs> no I, he makes me laugh i've he's always so enjoyed him <laughs> I, he's nice and he has always been nice to me and super when he 
he was so nice to my mom. Oh, yeah. Your mom came when Don Rickles was on. My mom came in Don Rickles. Yeah. We we actually oh. planned my mom's trip. Remember, I was like, yeah. hey, is anyone that's going to be entertaining to an old conservative Texas woman going to be on around September? And you were like, Rickles is coming on on the 30th. And I'm yeah. like, boom. All Does right, your mom, mom like and racist I, jokes? Oh, my God. My mom <laughs> Does was, she? My I've mom got was, the guy for you. And I will tell you, that story was so... When, so my, Truly, we planned that trip around my mom she loves Don Rickles I mean fuck I love Don Who Rickles doesn't? and yeah. Yeah, he's the best. and so we get there and oh my god she was so excited like we Molly was so nice like oh we got the you know green room and yeah. you know yeah. got taken in and we had great seats and Molly came over to, to say hi to my mom and when Don came out okay normally a guest will like okay here comes Don well they didn't do that and he was pretty it was a year before he yeah about a year before he died yeah yeah yeah. and they just the warm-up person was kind of at one side of the audience and there was a partition they just kind of brought don in because he wasn't gonna walk so they just came back from break yeah and he was was sitting he was just sitting with jimmy and the moment i was like oh man Mm -hmm. i hope i didn't make a mistake like this is not how i you know like i'm looking i'm like oh shit in the moment, Jimmy goes, oh, well, you know, Mr. Warmth, whatever. And Don goes, yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah. I want to say hi to those Mexicans in your band and that Chinaman on the saxophone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't miss a beat. No, he was incredible Fucking right up until am- he yeah. died. Amazing. He so quick. I know. It's, it, it, but when I saw him, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, right. God, this is yeah, going to be so. Physically, he was To weak. look at him, I was like, oh, man. He yeah. just, oh, shit. I really made a mistake when he was like, Jimmy goes, well, Don, uh, Mexicans in your band. I my mom him. was fucking crying laughing. I was like, you love racist jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, His friendship sweet. with uh, Bob Newhart. So special. It, like I, I saw Bob Newhart speak at one of these speaker series things and I went to it and it mm-hmm. was just like, oh my God, it was so sweet. Yeah. It just was like, oh. I had the great pleasure of going to dinner with them, Don and Barbara, and oh. several times with them, and then one time with the Newharts. And I, I swear, you guys, like, Bob yes. and Don were like, the, they, they love each other so much. Yeah. So, like, Paul I mean, Reiner like, and Mel Brooks. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. Yeah. I was like, I feel like they should be married. Like yeah. it was, <laughs> I really felt like they loved each other so much. And I think about Bob Newhart all the time, like what life must be like for him now without, without him. Yeah. yeah, I do too. It makes me really sad. When I, I think I actually just thought about it like three days ago. I oh, don't know really? why. It's like it's always. I just am like, I hope. He, I said it to Jimmy. Go. Hope he's okay. He's like he has kids. He has family around. Like yeah, but yeah, but he doesn't have. He that. lost his best, like his soulmate. I feel like I, they yeah, were soulmates. Do you have Bob Newhart's number? Yeah, yeah. Let me just. Give him. <laughs> he's actually in the car right now. <laughs> I, th- I was gonna say because I think about Bob Newhart every door. Yeah, he wants to come over. I don't yeah. blame you. Would he, he would do the podcast? Yeah, get him in here. <laughs> no, I was gonna say he would do me. No, no, yeah. not, <laughs> that's not a big deal. He would, of course, he would. Okay, yeah, thanks. Uh, Thank you for saying that. That was so sweet of you. I'm trying to think. What uh, do you have? Another question? I feel like I did. If I do, I have one more. Okay, go on this. So Jimmy Kimmel. Everything is closed ended. I mean, it probably run for another could run for another ten years, mm-hmm. for sure. Four more years. Mm-hmm. What? What's the next? Do you think about what the next thing you want to do is? I mean, I know you have two young kids, and I know that that's also part of it. But, but what? What's the next thing you like? If you could just sort of like pick a career path yeah. afterwards, what would it be? I want to write something for me now. I feel like I've written really well for him and yeah. I've kind of mastered his voice, but I feel like I need to figure out what mine is now. Yeah. And I'd like to write something kind of loosely based on my life or, you know, myself as a character. I don't uh, know what that is, but I need to figure it out. And I know some uh, people if you want. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like I have two children and a full-time job, so it's really tough for me to figure it out, but yeah. I am starting to kind of toy with that idea. Yeah. I, like find to do it, that. I, I know we're grateful to have, these jobs and all that but mm. I like I for me I mean and I'm happy for everything and it'll be 10 years on this show Crazy. and we're out I think next year but I've thought about these fake people these fake family more than I thought about my own family right for a decade mm-hmm. I mean it's like more I, than a decade yeah though. and it's yeah. like and it's 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 really like I I I, I remember the, midway through this season and we I, we had a script not go so well, and we don't we don't do too many late nights there, but it was a fairly late night. And somebody's just going, you know, and what what's Gloria going to say here? What's Gloria going to do? And I didn't even mean to articulate this, but I said, 
who the fuck cares? And I was just like, in that moment, I was like, and everybody looked at me and it was like, oh my God. Oh but God. I was like, literally, because we all felt that in that moment. It was so yeah, tiring. Yeah. And of course you have to, that's the job and you have to get up. But it was, it's, yeah, you're ready to sort of think, I get that. Like, yeah. I've done these voices already. And you're ready to do something. Yeah, you're ready yeah. to but you're going to be so sad when you're not oh doing it anymore. Oh, my God. It's so just... one of those things where you are crazy at work. You're like, oh, I can't wait to be yeah. done with this and exactly. do the next thing. And then when you see it nearing an end, you're just going to be like oh, in a puddle. It's going to be a lot of tears. Well, it's like a family year. member leaving. Yeah. It's like, oh, your kid went off to college. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God, they're driving me insane. But we could also oh, we, we could always reboot in like two years and then one of them's a Trump supporter. Well, that's, a, that's true. And this day great ratings. <laughs> Well, let's guess and, which and, one would be the Trumps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which one would be the Trumps? Yeah. I'm going to go with Rico. I'm going to go with... Rico! <laughs> I'm going to go with Jay's ghost. Because yeah, 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 obviously, well, you yeah. play him as a ghost. Right, right. Point. But, uh, and then uh, Trump will take credit for your ratings. Yes. You'll and, love that. Oh, it'll be fantastic. He won't be there in two we years. We didn't even really touch on the Trump stuff. It feels like that's another episode. Well, I think that we all know. We all know. <laughs> we all know uh, he's horrible. He's horrible. And so are the people who love him. And so are the people. It is. And I didn't think that at the beginning. I really was trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I have plenty of family members who voted for him. Yeah. Who I love. But it's after experiencing what I've experienced in this last year of people. I just, I have no tolerance anymore for people who want to make children's health care or sensible gun legislation, or just, just just basic protecting the environment to make those divisive party issues that make you angry at people. Like, people are genuinely angry all the time at my husband because he wants to make sure that every kid has health care. That, to me, is... It's insane. Inexcusable. It's disgusting. And you have to stop watching propaganda on television that is... Filling you with anger and ignorance to make you hate a father for wanting to make sure that kids like his get taken care of. I mean, where are we in the world that that is that's dividing us? I have zero patience and tolerance for it anymore. Likewise. I mean, I literally when after the election, I was devastated. I went into work. I started crying to Jimmy. I said, I cannot do this job anymore. I, I cannot watch Donald Trump. One more. I cannot watch one more clip. And the part of my job is that every day I have to get up. I have to read the news. Yes. I have to watch clips of him. His voice gives me a physical response Le- now. Got it. <laughs> I cannot deal with, like, I feel like I've aged 10 years this year. Yeah. And I told him, I started crying. I was like, I, please, I can't do this job anymore. I, I can't make that my job to listen to that anymore. And I was bawling like a real wimp. Oh. And he's like, you got to pull together. You know, you don't, if you don't want to do the job, you don't have to do the job. Of course, I did end up wanting to do the job, but I still have such a hard time with it, but it's gotten worse. Obviously, his behavior has gotten worse, which I kind of expected, but not really to this degree. But the part that's the hardest for me is the followers of the, the, the blind ignorance following it and lashing out at people like my husband and like the team at our show for just standing up for just to me, common sense, decent shit. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you should have an AR-15. Right. I don't. I'm no, sorry. It does, I don't you know, think the right to your AR-15 trumps my kid's look, right to life at school. I, I grew up in Texas. I, I'm, like, fishing. I wasn't... I would occasionally go bird hunting or something yeah. like that. I'm a gun owner. I have... Yeah. I went and I had a concealed handgun. But for myself, I... I mean, like, right. I don't want someone... There's not an animal. Nobody goes, hey, I'm going to go deer hunting. Let me get my AR-15. Like, right. you couldn't even fucking eat the deer. Like, right. you couldn't even mount the head on your wall because it would be Swiss cheese riddled with fucking bullets. Yeah. There's no reason in the world a civilian needs an AR-15. No. And here's it's what's totally fine like, to have, like, a the, reasonable I think uh, that mental health check. most people, Republicans and Democrats, completely agree they with do. you. And what's happening is that people are spinning it. Like, it started in the debate. Trump, I remember at a debate going, Hillary's going to take your guns away. Like, yeah. No, nope. nobody says that. And, and having and people say but, it to me and Jimmy, too. It's like, you don't think we should have guns? You're First of all, they love to tell us you're protected by armed guards all the time. Like, maybe I shouldn't say we're not. I yeah, got, don't don't yeah. say that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but they, they immediately draw these insane, crazy conclusions right. about things. Where because, I just And if they say I'm louder than the other person, that means it's true. Yeah. Totally. If they use all caps and use the word witch hunt. Then I'm, I mean, I, like I were having been a news, produ- a television news producer and done this. And I know the difference. Fake news. OK, fake news is with what happened with Facebook. Yeah. You know, that was actually fake. Like, OK, we'll figure out that it was like a yeah. 
if someone in every news station, it doesn't matter if it's, it's MSNBC, it could be CNN, Fox, it doesn't matter. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to come back and go, we retract yeah. what we said. And But every news story I wrote as a producer, you had to have a credible news source. You had to have, you couldn't go, well, my aunt told me last <laughs> night yeah. that right. she heard that it has to be like. Many people are saying. Yeah, okay. The Associated mm-hmm. Press, it comes off an iNews. It's a piece of software yeah. that we would get. And you could see that's a credible news source. And right. you would have to cite that as you write each story. Yeah. I know exactly how it works. It doesn't matter. I did this for shit nine years i was in sports and then in news i could tell people this and they're like no nah, i'm not that way anymore you don't get it i'm like wow. i truly get fucking get it i worked at fox in austin i worked at abc and San abc and like yeah. i fully get it no nah, not that way anymore that's the most dangerous thing that I think, is that is happening right now it's just a complete discredit of journalism but that's how the, it's like if i don't that's like trump if i don't like the news then it's fake it's right that, but that's trump it's like i will shout something louder than you and I have more say so so you have to the the, the most telling thing I that happened recently so when um, uh, Assad used chemicals against Mm -hmm. his own people I listened to the Russian spokespeople for that saying that with a straight face saying that that those are actors and it was there and it was no different now we're talking about Russia yeah a a, a kleptocracy um, basically organized crime and it's no different than what Trump does. And I have to, and I, and I, I'm with you. Like at the very, when, when it ended, I probably was less inclined to be kind to people who voted for Trump than you were at first. But I, I, I in my my most um, generous moments, I thought these poor people have been conned. Right. There's nobody Trump hates more than the people who voted for him. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, and, and no one's no, fucking over and, and no one's gonna fuck harder. Yep. So I was like, I had that. But 100%. now I'm with you. We've had 500 and something days of this. And if you are okay with like, there are great people on both sides. If you're okay with 19 women accusing this guy of assault Mm -hmm. or or, or harassment, like if you're okay with the race, I mean the racism and the incompetency and Mm -hmm. the obvious, like you I have you are not my friend and you also are, it's not American it isn't <laughs> it's, it's really not it's the, it's the antithesis of American <laughs> right. you're yes uh, super duper you have a flag pin yep. and super duper you've co-opted the word patriot yep. but you are an enemy of the state uh, completely yeah. And the people who are the nastiest and who buy this bullshit the most are always ones with the American, American flag. flag and the Christian bio. Yes. Like, oh. fuck your Christianity. I'm born and raised Catholic. I still go to church every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And these quote-unquote Christians are a, a, are, are just a, a complete hypocrisy no. of the teachings of Jesus. 100% no. I grew up Methodist. I went to church. I, yeah. I, I still, I'm a Methodist. I'm that's not what I left church. And I mean, and I realized Methodist is like kind of Christian light. Like yeah. we, we weren't told we were, so we were like, don't be an asshole. We yeah. left. And like, that was it it's for the best. But, but every person like with the, um, shooting the Florida yeah. shooting. Yeah. Okay. We're looking at this shit and I'm like, uh, uh, first off, it's horrendous. This kid again, AR 15, whatever comes in. Why could this kid get this? He clearly had mental issues. We find out that people actually were warning about him. Nothing happens. And what do we start hearing is that the kids were actors. Crisis actors. That was horrible. The crisis act. Rachel Dratch had one of the funniest tweets I've ever read ever. She goes, "Um, so you think that these kids were actors? Have you ever seen a high school play? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like they were waiting on Stranger Things or their high school play and went... Right. Yeah, I'm going to go to the high school. Right. I'm going to go to the high school shit. No, these kids were pissed. And, and I, you know, like that, you know, Emma Gonzalez, I mean, holy shit. Yeah. She just, she would just came out of like no. her, the way she She's speaks. She's the hero we needed. Totally. I mean, and I do, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to rip on David Hogg, but my Southern manners, I'm like, dude, you're not making friends by cussing it like fucking adults like that you can't do that i was i was like right on I, but you know <laughs> but to me as a kid i'm like i would get in so much trouble yeah, if i right. said that and that's yeah. probably why i cuss so much now but i it's one thing to go like yeah he could be more respectful but to say that they were actors to to some for someone and then all of a sudden they came you know okay fine they're not actors i think it is disgusting i also think it's i find it to be promising 
Same way when they attack Jimmy, when they attack these kids. I'm like, oh, they are so desperate yes. that they have to attack it's children. A, a Hail Mary on top and of a Hail Mary. And I thought when they were attacking Jimmy, I was like, oh, that means you actually are a threat to them. They're actually. Yeah, they're coming after as you. Because soon, Fox News used to love Jimmy. They used to play his clips. They loved him when they'd, they'd, he'd make fun of Obama or anything. Yeah. They loved him. Lapped yeah. it up. As soon as he took a stance on health care, he became the, an enemy to them, yeah. which that's all you need to know about a human being. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, and I'll say it to my family members. I'll say it to my friends. Like, if you are not voting Christian friends, if you're not <laughs> voting for someone who wants to take care of the sick, yeah. don't call yourself Christian. Don't call yourself American either, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. And, and, well, in the gun laws, like, you know, I've told people this a million times. And like I said, I, I'm a gun owner and everything, but I also know Gabby Giffords. Mm-hmm. Scott Kelly, his identical twin, Mark, I know him. I've been around Gabby, and I can tell you, she has every right to feel yeah. the way she feels. And, and her and Mark and, like, Scott and uh, his uh, fiance Amika, like, they were they were on the podcast. I mean, yeah. they have every right to say whatever they want and for anyone to have the balls to come back and go, yeah, you just want to take our gun. Nobody's trying to take your guns I away. Know. No, but that's what they're being told, by the way. Number one, by yeah. the leader of this country, and number two, by, by state the, TV, uh, by state TV, Fox News. But I mean, like I, yeah. and I, I always use the example. I'm like, look, I have terrible allergies, and I take Claritin D. Yeah, when my allergies are bad, and you when it came out that right. okay, now they make meth with your Claritin D, so now you got to show your driver's license and right. get it behind the pharmacy counter. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that people are still making meth. Right. But they put a fucking hurdle in front no, of people. Exactly. I, I, they, they, I, I, they put a bump in the road that at least you're like, I, I still don't understand why somebody can go, okay, I already have this AR-15. Mm-hmm. Let me just go in a gun shop and buy, hey, all the ammo? Yeah. And, all that, the ammo, and that doesn't ping anything. You don't even right. have to show a driver's license. I just for, just for shits and giggles one time, I went on Bass Pro Shop's website. Yeah. And I just put all the am. I, I got up to like fifteen thousand dollars worth of ammunition no in my cart. I just wanted to see if I, I didn't. You know, I just wanted yeah. to see if I could if you do get it. Flagged. Yeah. If I, it was like, are you ready to check that out? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> I'm going to because this drives me but crazy true, with though, gun laws. Like, yeah. This drives me crazy with gun laws. One doesn't work without the other. Yeah. That they'll be like, well, look at Chicago, hardest gun. And oh, then that's it's what like, all everyone says in right Chicago. next door is Indiana, and our gun policy. And St. Louis. And it's like, it is, it's, in, it's, it reminds me, our gun legislation reminds me of when we had smoking sections on airplanes. Yeah. It was like, no, you have to smoke, like row 15 and back is where you can smoke. Right. And you're in row 14. Thank God I've got all this fresh air. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Completely. It's like, do you guys know there's not a border? Yeah. There's not a wall yeah. between We don't have checkpoint Illinois Charlie's and right. on the, on like the Mississippi big, like River. Everyone who drives river. the highway that connects <laughs> Missouri and Illinois doesn't get stopped uh, and has they open up the trunk. It's you go like into a, a gun show. show. Where like a Truman yeah. show where there's just a bubble. <laughs> yeah. You just go into a gun show, which is where all those guns are sold, yeah. and you drive them into Chicago. And I'm just, I'm, this is a, such a smaller point than gun control and health care. But this is the ultimate thing with the evangelicals that they've exposed, as far as I'm concerned, the political evangelicals, is all of their outrage over the last 30 years of my life was now we know bullshit. Your outrage oh, yeah. over. Clinton's blowjob, your outrage over Obama wearing a tan suit, your outrage of these sexual misconducts or the outrage. I, you're probably not old enough to remember this, but um, Murphy Brown having a, ba- a child out of wedlock. Well, and, and I are aware that there was a show called yeah, Murphy but I mean, Brown. But, but no, but like that, that was like a crazy thing. That's, that they were incensed yeah. about it. And now we have... A president who's got five kids with three wives, has never had a wife he didn't cheat on the other one with, as opposed to all the women who have been out there now. Fine, that's their marriage. I don't even give a shit about that. I personally don't give a shit. But you gave a shit about no, it. You cared so You much. cared so deeply. Yeah. So all of your values are bullshit. I also like when Jimmy got attacked for making, by the way, a very, very mild joke about Melania oh. Trump. And it's like, you cannot make fun of a husband's, of a, of a president's wife. I'm like, what are I got memes from people in my family with her with Michelle Obama, Obama as a monkey, and now you think we should treat the first lady with respect? Oh my like god! Like the same people who sent that shit around the right. internet 
don't like that Jimmy made a. By the way, and it was C plus joke. And by the way, I went back because I was like, I was in, when this whole Hannity thing went down. I was I was out of, I was out of country, so I didn't see the the episode. Yeah. So I looked Forget at it. You travel. I travel a lot, whatever <laughs> extensively. You know, so and I was emailing Jimmy so about you this because I have his email. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, that's uh, when we were talking on the phone. We we're facetiming <laughs> each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. No, but I then went back and looked online. At, what what was this thing? What did he do? That didn't sound like Jimmy, right? Because he's not mean, he never is mean spirited in right. these things. I wish he were more mean spirited. Me too. Sometimes. Me too. <laughs> I know you are. I, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but he's not. And I looked at it. I was like, really? This is what you're hanging your hat on? Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was Fuck really crazy. The hypocrisy is so comical. Well, it, people can't. I think there's a big problem with like, okay, both parties fuck up. Of course, because there's human beings yeah. in yep. each one. But now it's like, okay, so we have to just fucking cling to this person so hard yep. that we're gonna have to ignore all their fuck-ups mm-hmm. and only point out the other people. It, it's it would, like every day in this country is Super Bowl Sunday and it's like, I'm never going to root yeah. for your team it's no matter exactly what. It. Yeah, it's I like don't Every care. day it's like, I'm on my team and you're on your team. It's like, yeah. you're, it's just, they're never going to cheer for the other one. And, and, and it's not even with like, okay, I don't like it. It's with vile and venom. It's like, oh, yeah. die of age, you <laughs> faggot or yeah. something. Like it's yeah. just the worst. Oh. It's like the worst horrific oh, things yeah. that someone will say because... <laughs> I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. Now I realize that you're, you know, a mother, father of this many kids or whatever. Yeah. But we have different, like, yeah. no people who nobody were telling my husband he wasn't being nice to the same people who were saying Jimmy needs to be nice to Melania Trump were tweeting me. You're an ugly cunt. You're a dumb bitch. Is your baby in a box? I got is your baby in a box yet? A uh, probably fourteen times. I got you yeah. have defective genes. You is made a like shit a baby. In a box oh. thing? Yeah, these are the same yeah. people. <laughs> these are the same people who think Jimmy's little. By the way, stupid joke about Melania Trump was evil and mean. Yeah. I'm like, hold on, you don't get to have it both no, ways. No, you. I believe me. I've had these same people with misspelled. Death threats. Always misspelled. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, both we both have. We both have. But like, but like, but I, against, and it's also against my kids too. It's oh, like yeah. they're, you know, your kid, you know, all this stuff. It's like, really, my kids? Oh, like, you're right attacking after. a baby on Twitter. Yeah. How bad is your life? life. Well, Christian, like, MAGA. You, yeah, like, yeah, Christian, you, MAGA. Number one, are you acting Christian? And number two, are you making America great, great again, again right now? No, you no. are failing miserably, miserably at both. It's, you're letting down your bio. Yeah. <laughs> Change your bio. Yeah, change it from John three sixteen or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would get people. It's like, hey, one of the Chris Brown fans for me was like, hey, fuck you, go take care of your kids. I'm like, I am not a mother, and I swear to God, if you ever accuse me of being a parent again, you can call me an old cunt. But yeah. oof, don't you dare call me, call me a mother. mother. Fuck I don't you. Know if this bothers Jimmy and or you in the way this bothers me. But when they call me like a Hollywood elitist. Oh. And and I just want to say You take it as a compliment. No, I'm like I'm <laughs> Wish. A, I'm a New Jersey Thank elitist. You. Yeah. I'm not like we're all from different places. Right. It's like this idea that somehow People think you come here and people just hand you like here's a house, here's a car, here's a all of it. here's a ton of money. Yeah. yeah like they, everyone here that I know yeah. for the You're most Hollywood. part Hollywood. There are a few people who got lucky, but for the most part and most people career, I know here have worked their Asses off. off. They took the biggest risk leaving their hometown. Some of them leaving family. Like, working their butts off. Getting rejected every (laughs) Every day. Every day. Punch in the face. I mean, there's... I think it's the hardest working people. Obviously not more than, like, physical labor. But But anyone taking a risk... Is... You know, my cousin... My cousin Andy had come to, like, see me. He's a pilot. And he was, like, major in the Marines 19 years. And now he's flying... Uh, he's like flying 747s doing he retired he's like what he goes, you know I just think I did what I could do and him and I are super close and he said you know I look at what you did you just tried something yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna retire you know we've retired from the marine I want to try something different I want to and he, you know the last time he was here he goes you know you and I and our family like we're the ones that have taken risks like everyone else had and, right. and never thought about it. I was like, you're a hundred percent right. This yeah. is, but this whole, this also, the thing is though, the, the, but, pe- but be a risk taker. And then the people that take risk, the other ones that don't go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at you. Look, think, uh, think, uh, you know, someone called, did you see such and such on Facebook? She got fat. Yeah, right. You right, know, it's right. like, it's a petty shit, but, yeah. but even that small, that is for the rest never, of everyone. When uh-huh. somebody is so 
like content and not really content. They're envious yeah. of risk takers. And never mind, they hit Hollywood so elitists. And they're the ones who voted for a reality star. They're the oh, ones, yeah, right. like, by the way, you, there, we've had two presidents who were actors and stars, both Republicans. Right. You know, one, by, by the way, two from California, yeah. which you hate so much. Oh, yeah. Hate, yeah. hate California, but love to come to Disney. They, yeah, love it. Oh, California. Love it. Right. I mean, it's like I told my I told my mom one time which she was like this is before she finally goes what the hell is wrong with Trump like she yeah. fight when she finally before she get there. but at yeah. first I was like I realize you think Melania is pretty and that's real helpful like right. like <laughs> when my mom met Molly and she goes Molly is so cute and I was like well then Molly's good right. my, yeah. <laughs> because I sort of yeah. got you come to my mom but ugly she will be like, uh, what is wrong with that? No, like, we have a mutual friend, and person. she is a pig. And I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> but she's like, somebody's so cute. Oh, well, she's fine. Oh, she's totally she's, fine. Yeah, she passed and my I, test. So I couldn't help it. I was like, look, I realized, you know, you voted for Trump, and I, I understand that. I said, but look at, okay, I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to give you two examples. So look at Laura and George W., and then look at Barack and Michelle. You never heard a single rumor about infidelity. You never heard anything. Never. Not once. You, you Each of them, and I use both because it was two different parties. Right. They get off Air Force One. It doesn't matter. They held hands. They yeah. Both couples seem genuinely yeah. in love with That's one another. It. Yes. Absolutely in love with one another. You don't. And she, so I tell her this about George and Laura. And she goes, oh, yes, absolutely. And I go, and you're not going to like this, but Barack and Michelle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I said, but you've never heard of an infant. Okay, no. you're right. You're right. And I said, I have literally never seen two people less in love no. <laughs> than no. Donald and Melania. Michael Jackson and Lisa sh- Marie have more chemistry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like that. That was that was a much more lo- that was a much more convincing. You're so right. It, it, th- th- then <laughs> that's a perfect example. But that's exactly. It's like you know they have two different bedrooms and sh- I mean like they just. I'm oh, just, she's so oh miserable. Oh, God, those she's videos. She's so miserable. The, one where she, like white the, the hand swat is my the favorite. Hand, the hand swat no, fantastic. No, my favorite is the one where he, she's smiling and he's turned around at her. And then when he turns back around, she's like, oh, mm. yeah. And at then the she just stares daggers yeah. at the back of his weird and, hair. And of course, the greatest meme ever. She's never looked happier than when she was without Donald Trump. At a funeral. At a f- next to Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. She is with yeah, but look the, at the other his picture. arch enemy. Yep, smiling like we've. I didn't even know her it, face was capable of a smile. Me neither. I, look at. I'm gonna look at the one with. She's also standing next to Michelle in another one. Yeah, smiling even bigger. Bigger. <laughs> There's and, like a bigger and smile. Like she's. You didn't see a smile that big at the inauguration. Nope. What should have been his biggest day. No, she her whole day was like, like nice, I gotta move respectable where respectable people. people. She was like, no, I was living in, you know, like uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory yeah. in New York. And now I got to move. Well, let's also not forget that she like said like this. a year ago before she yeah. uh, Trump won that Michelle Obama was one of the people she admired most. most. Well, well, so much, so much that she, <laughs> she took her speech. That's com- we were literally just in a comedy writer. Yeah, we were. A hundred percent. If you were here, Molly and I could not wait to get to. She took her speech. Yeah. It was like, it was like, we were like making eye contact and <laughs> levitating. It was, it was like, oh, I can't even ask her. <laughs> oh, this picture is amazing. Look at it. Oh, oh yeah. she's so Put this happy. on the uh, put the picture yeah, on the uh, website. But look at yeah. how happy. No, First so... off, it's it's weird that they all look that happy. It is. Yeah. A yeah, it by the way, you're all smiling a lot. A little bit too much for a funeral. Still warm. Yeah. yeah. And old H Dubs is like uh, is she? he's all he he's sad. I really feel like he's going to wear the red fern grows. How does shit. Hillary stand in that room with Melania, I think that would be I don't know. really that well. How, well, how did she stay in the room with Bill too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like he was That's a treat. Oh, Bill was very happy to be in a room with Melania. Yeah, I, I bet was. Bill. Well, I also like in the picture that they, you. See, that how funny. great would that but, be if those two hooked up? Oh, wouldn't that oh be wonderful? God. This is also one of my favorite things. Look, it would be it's wonderful. All I can think about right we now. We need to. How do we make this happen? I want to make this my screensaver. There, look at that. Oh, it's so good. But look at Bill's in the back. Your mom will like half of it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Bill is popping I think in the back. Like, yeah. is, he's got his armor. <laughs> oh, oh this won't God. play right on the podcast. But, yeah, people but love you'll, this. You'll have to see the picture. Um, <laughs> it's so good, though. Okay, well, I have to go because I right. have a longer drive than all of you. What do you have to go I have back things. to? I've got a big things thing. and stuff. Yeah, things. I have to let Bob Newhart out of my car. Yeah, I got Bob Newhart. I got a. I got a text. Yeah. Molly I and I were gonna Jimmy. tag team Bob. I, yeah. <laughs> I got to text Jimmy back. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, 
You have a baby to sell. You I have work to do. I, I do. Well, Dewey's really. Ugh, he's not a Molly, dude. thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank we, you. We've talked about this before you came here, but you have. You, I hope your ears were burning because we were talking. You're one of our favorite people. Oh, that's you, nice. We talk no, about you. I feel the same way about you. We, talk, we really we talk about you. You come up a lot. Thank you. When when the when the tape isn't rolling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. True I appreciate story. it. I love both of you a lot. Yeah, we we think you're you two of the most much. talented people I know. Oh. And I'm really glad that you're happily I'm married. Glad somebody finally podcast. said it. Know, we really are. <laughs> you found we, each other. We, we, we are. Find each other. You are. You really are. Totally. You are definitely Rickles and you are definitely Bob Newhart. Wait, you're one's so dead and one's alive. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really cool. No, I'll die first, but. Okay. Um, no, I mean, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know. Well, we never know. You never know. You never know. I mean, the way I live, I probably will. Right. Um, We always like to live. uh, We like to let Guy. Oh, Guy, you haven't said anything. Yeah, Guy, 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 our producer, we always like to let. By the way, how was your week? Things went really well. What happened? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Okay, that was, no, that's totally okay, that was fine. That was totally it. cool. That was so good. Wow. Ugh, hey, wow. God, wear that, a condom next time, guys. That flew guy. by. If yeah. we don't get advertisement for this <laughs> podcast, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, anything you want to plug? Anything we want to plug? It's okay. coming. That's okay. what she said. Snap. <laughs> Follow Jenny at... Um, Jenny Johnson I5, HI number five. Also, if you're in Hollywood, Wednesday at uh, the, the Improv. Improv, I will be there. And I'll Comedy be there, Juice. too. I'll be there. In the audience. In the audience. It's clapping and holding clapping, signs. Clapping, stealing jokes. <laughs> Using them in modern family. Yes, nothing to plug. What do you have I have nothing up? to plug. You've got the myself. same old thing. I'm Molly McNearney. Yes, that's she it. At is. Molly McNearney. Yeah, and Molly I tweet McNearney. about once a week. <laughs> no, but it's always and good. So everyone knows it's you're Molly Do McNair. You, Don't you just, hate on Twitter like you can't tweet anything normal anymore? I know. No, you can't. No, I, I can't. I, I tweeted I'm so something upset about, about I tweeted it. tweeted something about my kids, and somebody goes, I miss you tweeting about your kids. I go, I do uh, too. I know. I know. I really feel like I, I'll have jokes. I'm like, I can't possibly. Because every day it's like, oh, you can't possibly write a joke okay. right now, and all this craziness is going on. I know. No, I, I've like done that thing where you can like set a joke up to like, post yeah which really will backfire on you because yeah. it's like hey okay yeah i'm gonna be busy all day so that that dick joke is gonna work and then there's like a school shooting i know and you're like yeah that's not gonna work out yeah. well for no. me if i'm like hey ha, yeah. ha. no Suck it's like comedy. it's like being at a funeral well, maybe not barbara versus funeral but like being at, <laughs> being clearly at a her funeral's funeral a hoot. Just like making jokes it's no. like shay we're all at a funeral all right all now funeral. i know it's really hard anyway thank you for listening Yes, and Molly. Thank you for being here. Thank, thank you for having here. me. Love now you know all. where I live. Love you so. more. Love you yeah. more. Love you, Danny. Love you, Molly. Love you, Guy. Okay, bye. 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 bye.